The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 306. I hope that you guys are doing fantastically well today. However, if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website at robertjamescoaching.com. There, you can book that free session directly or if you prefer, you can uh, send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to be uh, talking about what to do when uh, OCD sneaks up on us from from nowhere. Perhaps, uh, like me, you've managed to get to a place where you're managing the OCD really well. Or perhaps you've gone, you know, a kind of few days without really having too many problems. And then suddenly from nowhere, that the OCD finds a way to kind of sneak back in. Um, and we we need to know really uh, in my experience what what to do when this happens so that we don't get uh, upset and overwhelmed by that experience but actually we just acknowledge it and we we very quickly uh, bring ourselves back to the present and you know we don't get so caught up in it and being able to do that having that that skill and that awareness to be able to do that is really really important when it comes to to managing OCD in the long term. Uh, Now, if you find the podcast helpful, it'd be great if you could follow and like on uh, Instagram. My Instagram handle is at robertjamescoachinguk. Also, if you could uh, subscribe to the podcast, I would really appreciate that. It really does help with with growing the podcast. And uh, there we go. If you have any questions at all, um, please do feel, uh, feel free to let me know. And I very much hope that you enjoy. Something that you you might notice as you start to uh, improve with with OCD and anxiety um, is that you begin to spend more and more days without really struggling with it. Um, you know, you you may spend uh, you know a few days, or even you may you, you may not really notice much going on even for a few weeks. Um, only you know suddenly to be uh, caught out from nowhere with you know some some horrible obsession that suddenly is catching all of your attention and it's um it can be incredibly frustrating actually when this happens because you can really feel that you know you're you're over the the OCD that you've you've nailed it you've you've applied all of these different uh, skills and approaches to managing it and you uh, feel like maybe you you've actually arrived at a place where you know you're not going to struggle with this any anymore, um, only for the OCD to sneak up on you in this uh, in this in this way and to catch you out 
And to suddenly, you know, get you stuck in that old trap of trying to have certainty, trying to figure it out, going around in circles, ruminating, performing other compulsions that you don't really want to be doing, all of this stuff. And, you know, maybe just a few hours before, you were still in that place of feeling like, you know, you'd really kind of learn how to manage it and learn how to get on with your life, you know, despite OCD. And it can be quite demoralizing it can be very frustrating um, and annoying when when this happens Um, and it's very important in my experience that we number one we don't get um, you know disparaged and and upset by the fact that you know we we've been triggered again and we've kind of got a bit stuck in the the OCD uh, loop again because to be honest once you have been doing OCD uh, for a, for a quite quite some time, and I say doing, because it is quite an active process. You no, know? we we kind of get stuck in that cycle. We get the trigger. We feel a lot of anxiety. Uh, we perform compulsions in order to deal with that that anxiety, and that reinforces the bad habit. And then we get back to the start again, and we go around in circles. And it's quite an active process. We're very much involved in in doing this. Um, you know, and and sometimes we, you know, we might just feel like we've we've got to the bottom of it, like we've solved it or we've figured it out, and now we have some certainty that it's not going to come back and annoy us or or bug us again. And you know that that can feel really good. That can feel obviously like a big relief because we know how hard it is to to deal with OCD. We know how difficult it can be. So of course. Uh, you want to to kind of arrive at that place if you can of feeling more confident about it feeling like you are able to manage it and so you know it can be quite easy unfortunately to to feel really negative when a setback happens or when we find ourselves you know stuck in that that old trap again Um, you know and it's so important number one that we are compassionate with ourselves when we when we find the OCD sneaking up on uh, sneaking up on us in this way um, it's not necessarily our fault that this has happened it's just that OCD is a habit it's something that you know as, as I was just saying maybe you've been doing it for a long time or you were doing it for a long time and even though we can learn to undo habits and we can uh, change our behavior uh, little by little and make it more likely that we're going to do more positive habits in the future. If you spend a large amount of time uh, obsessing and compulsing about things, unfortunately, those circuits in the brain are still there. And it's very easy to kind of fall back into into them again and, and to start performing those old habits. Um, you know, and depending on what's going on in your life, if there's stress going on, Uh, if there's difficult things happening or maybe there's nothing going on at all but for some reason you know the the OCD just sneaked up on you and it it caught you out with a trigger and suddenly you just uh you know fell back into that old way of, of being if that happens number one try not to to get too upset and angry with yourself uh it isn't ideal obviously but actually, if you apply the right, uh, the right tools and the right skills here, you can actually, you know, really help yourself to, to, to kind of let go of that trigger, to come back to the present and actually not go down that rabbit hole again. And so 
maybe you started doing some of those old behaviors again and it really wasn't helping you. Um, but it doesn't matter. As soon as you realize what is going on, then you can turn that situation around. It doesn't matter, you know, if you really went down the rabbit hole and you were winding yourself up again and you were feeling terrible and perhaps you felt like you've gone back to square one. You know, we don't go back to square one. You have, you know, if you've been uh, learning about OCD, you've been applying the skills, you've been trying to teach yourself new things, you've been working with a therapist or a coach, then, you know, you're not going to go back to square one. You've learned too much. Um, you know, you, you might obviously be having a setback and that's going to be difficult to deal with. But every setback that we have, we can actually learn something from it. Uh, so it's not just purely uh, a kind of negative thing. So when OCD, uh, you know, sneaks up on me, these are some of the things that I like to, to try to focus on. Number one, I need to remind myself that um, because rumination is a really big part of this for me. Uh, so often, um, pure O tends to be something that, that I do a lot, uh, well, particularly in the past, and fortunately not so much these days. But when it does sneak up in this way and catch, uh, and catch me out still, which sometimes, of course, it does, as I was talking about earlier, you know, it's something that we have to manage in, in the long term. Obviously, uh, you can arrive at that point where because you're applying these kinds of skills, um, over time, it, it kind of pops up less and less. It kind of uh, catches you out less and less, but it can still happen. Um, so what I like to do is just remind myself, you know, that um, I've been triggered and that actually I'm choosing right now to perform compulsions. Um, you know, because it is always a choice. And I think it's incredibly important that we remind ourselves of that. Um, because that's empowering. When we realize that we're making a choice to ruminate, for example, or to perform other compulsions, you know, it really puts the, the ball back in our court. We can choose, you know, where we're going to move forward from that point, how we're going to take on that ball, if you like, from that point. Um, rather than feeling like the ball's been taken away from us or that we're playing against Carlos Alcaraz, who, uh, you know, unfortunately um, for uh, Novak Djokovic <laughs> in the Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon final uh, recently, um, you know, he absolutely uh, dominated uh, possession, dominated the court. And it can feel a little bit like that with OCD sometimes. It can feel like we're playing against this uh, competitor who's always two steps ahead of us. Who knows exactly what we're going to be doing and where he needs to be, where he needs to stand, what shot he needs to hit uh, in order to catch us out. Um, but, but the truth is we're not playing Carlos Alcaraz. Um, we're playing, you know, a, a player that actually is outside of the top 500. They're really not half as good as they think they are. And, um, you know, we have a lot more control over our situation than often we realize. And so using that tennis analogy, you know, you can actually hit the ball where you want it to go. You have much more control um, over how you respond to these triggers and your thoughts, then you're giving yourself credit for. And we have to remind ourselves uh, about that first and foremost. Um, you know, perhaps the, the main issue uh, for why you've been caught out again suddenly from nowhere 
is because you've forgotten that and you know we the thoughts have kind of come up you've had a, a difficult trigger and you've got lost in this idea that you you know you you don't have any choice that you just have to do these compulsions in order to feel better um of course we don't what we need to do is actually um acknowledge that we need to make a choice we don't have to do the compulsions we don't need to continue ruminating and once we make that choice we also have to acknowledge that that might be very uncomfortable um you know it's likely that we're going to experience some discomfort because we're not performing those uh, compulsions um we are actually just going to have to allow ourselves to feel the anxiety and other emotions that perhaps come up when we don't perform those compulsions but if we're able to do that and if we're able to wait then you know that anxiety will come down we we wouldn't have actually performed those compulsions so we would have short-circuited that OCD cycle um you know and then we're able to you know to to feel a lot better again we're able to feel like we're managing that situation we're not getting taken away by the OCD um I think another important thing you know when when big uh setbacks happen is to focus on gratitude um, it's so easy to just focus on the negative thing that's going on in that moment and to get really frustrated with it and really angry with it. Uh, there's a lot of anger that, that can come up, um, you know, in, in regards to OCD, particularly if you feel like you've been doing really well and then you have this setback and, you know, you can get really upset with yourself. Um, if you can, try to focus on things that, that are going well in that moment perhaps you know for the last week you've actually been doing uh some things really well or perhaps you know you can just really notice things that you're really grateful for in that moment people who are in your life uh situations or things that might have happened to you that week um it's so important that we do that because with with OCD if we're not careful we can just pay attention to all the negative stuff and ignore the vast majority of other things that are actually going right um you know and if you don't um do that for yourself if you don't direct your own uh, attention to the things that are, that are good to the things that you're grateful for to the things that are going well um you know then nobody else can do it for you unfortunately and and the more we focus on the negative things of course the more we're going to see those negative things so I think that's, uh, you know, for me, that really, really helps to focus on posi uh, positive things and, and gratitude in particular. Um, and, you know, again, coming back to this point about self-compassion, it's not just something that you do, you know, at the start when you notice that you've been triggered. It's something that ideally, you know, you'll be practicing all the time, even when you're not experiencing OCD or especially when you're not experiencing OCD. Generally speaking, I find the more that we're able to let go of perfectionism, the more that we're able to let go of demanding certainty about things and actually that we open up to, you know, to being a bit more uh, open to the grey in life and, you know, to, to try to focus on being, you know, kind, compassionate with ourselves, reflecting on perhaps, you know, how how we would treat a, a friend if they were going through something similar to, to what we're going through. 
Um, you know, that can be a very helpful way of kind of thinking and reflecting about it. So often with OCD, we're, you know, we're just really beating ourselves up, uh, you know, and it's, it's just not, it's not fair. It's not on. It's not, it's not right. We need to, we need to find a way to kind of let go of some of that, um, you know, that inner, cr- that inner critic, really. Um, because the inner critic, if it's left to its own devices, it will uh, it will beat us up. It will be very negative. It will point out everything that's going wrong and everything that we've done wrong, everything that we could do wrong in the future, or everything that we've perhaps done wrong in the past. And you know, it's a very negative circle, and it doesn't really serve us at all. And so, trying to to work on self compassion, um, you know, and and part of that process can actually be, you know, living your life a lot more by your values actually figuring out what's important to you setting goals in relation to your values so often when OCD um, you know becomes uh, so central in our lives uh, as I was talking about in a previous podcast it's almost like getting rid of OCD becomes our main value Uh, whereas in fact our main value should be the things the people, the stuff in our life that makes it interesting, um, you know, worthwhile, meaningful. This is the stuff that's that's very, very important. And I feel that when we get in touch with those things, we automatically begin to become more self-compassionate. And that can really give us a bit of an insurance policy um, against some of the negative aspects of, of OCD and to help us when we do have these setbacks to get ourselves back on track. And the final thing that I think is very important is obviously coming back to the present moment. When we're in the present, we're not able to to focus on all of these obsessions in the same way. We're not able to to get lost in you know, trying to push down difficult emotions and then unfortunately experiencing them even more. Um, you know, we we don't get caught up in uh, fighting against our intrusive thoughts and, um, you know, getting angry and frustrated with ourselves. If we're in the present, then, you know, we tend to be in our bodies and we tend to be out of our head and just in our lives, um, much more attuned to what's going on around us. Um, we're much more likely to be attuned to to our values as we were just talking about. So, practicing coming back into the present and this is where things like uh, mindfulness uh, meditation for example you know can be it can be incredibly helpful if you have uh, a meditation habit uh, in order to help you with this you know with this ability that we all have to be a bit more in the present moment so you know whether that's uh, a formal meditation practice where you're sat down uh, in a chair or on a cushion somewhere and you're you're practicing in that way or whether you're actually doing things like walking meditations for example where you're just paying attention in more detail uh, to uh, the things that are going on around you in your life you know rather than just being caught up in our uh, in our thoughts all the time we're actually just a bit more present Um, you know and for some people that more active type of meditation uh, can be very, very helpful. Obviously, if you are doing meditation, you need to make sure that you're doing that in a safe way. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very important, I think, to, to, to have a bit of a plan um, for when you do have setbacks in order to know that 
you know there's things that you can do to get yourself back on track to get yourself back into the present and to you know to not get caught up in in the rabbit hole of of OCD that we know if we go too far down that rabbit hole unfortunately it gets you know it gets harder and harder to get ourselves back out uh the further the further down we go so the sooner that we can you know we can deal with it and actually get ourselves back on track uh the better so there we go guys that is it for today I really hope that you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions at all, do please let me know and I will see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.